This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gents, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. We have a special episode coming for you today. Of course, you guys know we're biased when it comes to positions in the game of football. Hint, we played in the DB area. We played in the secondary, played cornerback. So anytime we get an opportunity to talk to fellow defensive backs, we're jumping at the chance. Man, we have a treat for you guys today. If you're fans of the NFL, if you're fans of quality sound defensive back play, you're going to be a fan of this episode. We only have half of this duo joining us here, but we do have an individual joining us from the man to man pod. It's an out, it's an outstanding podcast. If you guys haven't caught wind of it yet, please do so. When it comes to talking entertainment, when it comes to talking social uh, 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 topics, when it comes to talking football, they do it all, similar to what we do here. All things covered. Uh, but the 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 portion of the podcast that we have here joining me tonight is a nine year NFL pro. He's an outstanding athlete, played for a few organizations. You might remember him when getting drafted with the Patriots. Uh, did a lot of damage during his time there in Indy. An outstanding cover guy, command the slot the way it's supposed to be commanded throughout his time in the National Football League. His co-host is also a guy that did a, a lot of damage in the National Football League. 14-year NFL pro and Super Bowl champion Antoine Bethea, along with Darius Butler, as you see right there on your screen. Joining us here, all things covered, Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. You can follow these guys, by the way, on social media. When you talk about on Twitter and Instagram, the pod is at the Man to Man Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, uh, the sir. Man to Man Podcast is available on podcast platforms with their own YouTube channel as well. So make sure you go shower them down with nothing but support because these guys are doing a great job. DB, first and foremost, man, how you doing? And thank you for joining me. B, man, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Appreciate you having me, man. Glad to be here. No question, no question. Of course, you know, sometimes we might get some help from the safety standpoint. Sometimes <laughs> we might get some help from another corner. But right now, me and you on the island, we got to get the job done ourselves because Pat P is not here. And of course, Antoine Bethea is not here. So let's jump right into the beginning of the man-to-man pod. Me and Pat P, we've shared the origin of our story mm -hmm. on how our podcast became a reality. Uh, but how did you guys, you and AB, link up to come up with this outstanding idea to create a podcast? Man, uh, you know what? This was actually, um, we started in the middle of the pandemic, actually, uh, in 2020. Uh, and the pandemic obviously is still going on, but and kind of the, the, the little bit getting started, July 2020, um, and I had already started kind of doing my thing with everything DB, which is something that I just will put breakdowns on uh, of like secondary play and really get into the intricate details of defenses. And then um, AB hit me up and was like, man, you know, kind of kind of threw the podcast idea out there. And I, and I was kind of like, oh, you know what, that'd be dope. And we just honestly, we just started doing it, reached out to my guy, uh, Pat McAfee, who's obviously uh, crushing it in, in the podcast and you know, on the YouTube and the streaming uh space 
And uh, he actually helped us a lot along the way and uh, let us shoot our first few episodes actually through his studio. And um, it's just going from there. You know, it, it definitely uh, hasn't been perfect from the beginning, but I always tell people because a lot of people now reach out to me and be like, I'm sure the same thing happens to you. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm thinking about starting a pod, man. What should I do? What should I buy? What should I? And I'm just like, man, whatever, you know, get what you need to get, but just start. Just start doing it. Just show up. That's the hardest part is showing up and just doing it. And I think the more you show up, the more you do it, the better you'll get at it with reps. And uh, we've been enjoying it, man. We've been enjoying it a lot. Oh, no question. Same can be said for us, man, me, myself and Pat P, man. This is another way to communicate and also too to inform and educate people that might not be as familiar when it comes to the game of football, the yeah. ins and outs uh, like we are. Let's talk about a team you're definitely familiar with and, and you follow, uh, you know, from day to day um, and you and A.B. played together in this team. Let's talk about the Colts, A.B. Uh, I'm sorry, DB. Yep. Let's talk about the Colts, man. N number one, my producer, who you can't see, but you've heard, you know, get you together when it comes to audio and visually for our podcast. He's a big time Carson Wentz fan. He's a, he loves Carson, Carson, Carson Wentz to death. I I had my reservations concerning mm -hmm. regarding Carson Wentz, but what's going to happen with the Colts and Carson Wentz this upcoming season, in your opinion? Yeah, you know, Carson Wentz's future looks bleak right now uh, in Indy. Uh, and this was somebody that we were talking about going way back to maybe last year, the year before. No, this was the year before when he was still on Philly. We were talking in Clubhouse a lot, me, you, and AB. Yep. Where that was kind of the thing. Hey, Carson Wentz, he may end up in Indy. He may get his career back revived and back restarted. And um, he didn't have a, a, a terrible year. Didn't even have a bad year, honestly. But when they needed him most in the big games, uh, he didn't show up. And it wasn't all his fault, uh, but he didn't show up. And he didn't really look like the answer that a lot of us, you know, hoped he would be in Indy. You know, you gave up a second-round pick, which ended up being a first-round pick because he played over 75% of the snaps. And um, from, from my standpoint, it's like, if you're going to move on from the guy, we got to upgrade. And who's out there that we can upgrade? We got Aaron Rodgers, potentially. You got Russell Wilson, potentially. Maybe even Deshaun White. We'll see, but I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I, I'm kind of hesitant on just moving on from the guy before we have a real option to upgrade. Uh, but it doesn't look like, um, you know, he'll be there uh, going forward. And uh, it's been a revolving door at that position since Andrew Luck left. You know, Luck left. We had Brissett. We had Phillip Rivers for a year. Carson Wentz came. And with Jim Irsay kind of putting out some tweets and different things about being all in and needing a quarterback that can score 30 a game, um, it was kind of interesting. So it's going to be it's gonna be something to keep an eye on on what Frank Wright and uh, Chris Ballard do out there in India at that quarterback position. Well, let me ask you this question, uh, Darius. Do you believe Carson Wentz, <laughs> his, the best years, his best years, are behind him because remember when this deal became a reality with them shipping him to Indy, mm -hmm. everyone was jumping for joy. And I'm pretty sure you were definitely optimistic about what their relationship could become based on the experience they had established and working together. Frank Wright, when he was there in Philly, working with Carson Wentz. And got to take a sip of my drink, man. You got me stressing about my thinking about my coats. And hey, <laughs> they didn't reach the expectations. It's safe yeah, to say. Not even close. They were a better team with Phillip Rivers, old man Phillip Rivers yeah, than Carson yeah. Wentz. So if Carson Wentz couldn't get things together with Frank Wright, who a guy who he loved and wanted to be uh, uh, coached by, if he can't get it together with Frank Wright, do, what do you think – what's next for Carson Wentz? I mean – 
it, it's tough and it's crazy. You know how this league is, man. You know, one year, you know, one year you could be in the penthouse, and next year, you know, you're in the doghouse, and, yep. and vice versa. So um he can he can he can potentially bounce back. He can bounce back. And if the Colts, let's say they do stick with him. And Frank Wright stays because Frank Wright, you know, it's it may be some he may his seat may be getting a little warmer uh, as well because Chris Ballard has put together a roster where okay. you had the most Pro Bowlers in the league last year. You had seven Pro Bowlers and you don't even make the playoffs. And mm. like you mentioned earlier, you get Phillip Rivers, old man Phil. He at least got you to the playoffs, and you go get Carson, who I'm sure Frank Wright stood on the table for. And you take a step back, and you don't even win as many games or get to the playoffs. So uh, I, I hate to write him off because he is still a, a young player at that position, at the quarterback position, and we've seen how talented he can be. Um, so I'm holding out hope and optimism that there can still be some, you know, unleashing of that talent that's inside him. But just just watching him. Uh, he still, I don't see that confidence there. And at that, that quarterback position, you have to have the ultimate confidence, not only in yourself, but the pieces around you, the coaches around you. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they upgrade with the weapons around them. And um, if Carson, he just got to play better, man. He had one of the best running backs and O-lines in the league last year. So it's on him to just step his game up. It's a results business. He got to step his game up and play better. But I'm, I'm not going to write him off just yet. He, he's too young for me to do that. I mean, you might not write him off, but I think his time in Indy should be done. <laughs> a lot of people feel the same way. Not getting to the playoffs and the way they did not get to the playoffs and losing to Jacksonville in a ball game where you needed to rely on his arm. That play 60 arm would not warm up for him because they remember they were stuffing the run. Yeah. You, you can't, you, you can't. And, and trust me. The the if it, it, it always falls on the quarterback, as me and you know, the quarterback, you know, they get too much praise when things are going good, and I think they get too much blame uh, when things are going bad. And if you watch that game like I did, Trevor Lawrence looked the best he looked all year. Like that was, that was the first, game. yeah, that was the first game he looked like okay, the one overall pick, the future of the franchise, you know, uh, down there in Jacksonville. So it was on that defense. Same thing in the in the Raiders game, the game before that. So they had two games at the end of the year where it was our destinies in our own hand, and they dropped the ball, laid the egg on both of them. So some of that falls on the quarterback, but to me, that falls on the coach as well, and that falls on the rest of those leaders in that uh, organization. Because if you got to go down to Jacksonville, you got to hold them to 10 points to get in the playoffs, then yeah. that's what you just got to do. You know what yeah. I mean? With all those names on that defense, mentioned it before, seven pro bowlers, like you got to figure out a way to get it done, and nobody did. So Carson definitely deserves – a significant amount of blame, but it's enough for it to go around for sure. No question, no no doubt. And Carson hasn't been the same since they built that dang statue of Nick Foles outside the link. Hey, that's a fact. That's yeah, a fact. That's that. a fact. <laughs> that, that, that's been a big question mark about him for me. Mental yeah. toughness. We know no how question. important it is in this game at any position, especially yeah. at the quarterback position. So where's his mental toughness? You see reports coming out now about his leadership and all that. I haven't. That's I haven't heard any of those issues from the guys that I know in the Colts. Um, but you know, if, if there's no significant upgrade out there, and I think Jimmy G is an upgrade. A lot of people don't think that. I think Jimmy G will be an upgrade, but Jimmy I agree. G, Aaron Rodgers, I Russell agree. Wilson, I agree, and obviously Deshaun Watson. All, all of those guys, upgrades. but outside upgrade. of that, I will stick with Carson. You know the old saying: "Don't complain about a problem if you don't have an answer." 
This is a fact. This is so a fact. You better have an answer if you're complaining about Carson Wentz as a quarterback, and it better be a better answer than what he Matter, matter of fact, there's still his jersey behind you. You spend a lot of time in that organization. What y'all going to do at quarterback? It's a big question mark out there in Pittsburgh. Hey, I'm going to keep it real with you, DB. I don't believe for us to be competitive and successful, the answer is not on the roster right now. Oh, yeah. We, I, 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 I definitely damn sure agree with you there. <laughs> It's not on the roster. And we're talking about Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz would be an upgrade over the two guys that we currently have. I agree. I agree. And I've seen some potential uh, with him being in Pittsburgh. I've seen some 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 Jimmy Garoppolo. I saw some uh, Jameis Winston. Yep. Uh, so I've seen some names. And now with B. Flo coming there with the Flores hire, you know, they've had some connection with Deshaun Watson in the past. Obviously, Deshaun got to take care of his legal issues. We'll see how that shakes out. But yeah, that could be something to watch as well. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. So we'll see. Some, 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 we we will see. And one thing we know about the game, playing the game and watching the game. If you don't have a quarterback, that field is 150 yards. <laughs> you got to drive longer. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, guess what, guys? I know... Earlier, we jumped into this conversation with only one half of the man-to-man pod. But get this, as DB knows, safeties, sometimes they do their own thing. They kind of move to their own beat of their drum. Sometimes that help just come late. You no know? question, that help just come a little late, but they always on time. Might not get there <laughs> where you want them to get there, but they on hey. time. And get this, hey, AB we- Antoine Bethea is now with us as well. Uh, the duo man-to-man pod is here on the show, All Things Covered. Man, AB number one, thank you for joining us. We kind of got things rolling already, but we always can utilize some safety help over the top. And this was a topic that was a a, a big discussion point over the weekend. And I'm pretty sure you guys definitely have a strong opinion about this topic. Over the weekend, B-Flow, Brian Flores, was hired by the Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers after a few weeks of exposing some things going on in the NFL. Were you guys surprised to see him back in the league and I was not surprised, and I told Pat P this. I don't think he would be a head coach ever again, but Mm. I was definitely happy that Pittsburgh went out and brought him in on the defensive staff to some degree. So first question for A.B., were you surprised to see Pittsburgh go out and and, and bring in B-Flow as an assistant coach? No, I was. I was, especially with um, the lawsuit still fresh. Um, I didn't think that he would be on the coaching staff this soon yeah um but i tip my hat off to the pittsburgh steelers mike tomlin um for making the move um and even you know b flow he, he stated it when you know throughout his 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 interviews like man i i doubt 
or I, I won't be surprised if I am a head coach in this league, you know? So again, man, I, I am shocked by the move, but I'm glad it's a move that's a win. Yeah, I'm saying I'm right there with AB, man. Definitely shocked by it. Um, if you look at it from the football standpoint, it's a no-brainer. You know, mm -hmm. Pittsburgh just hired the best linebacker coach in the in the NFL uh, because we all know he'll be a top probably 15 head coach if he had that job. Um, but obviously, we're all surprised by it because of the ongoing litigation, the lawsuit. Uh, but good on the Roonies, man. And obviously, the Roonies, you know, implemented – uh, the Rooney rule uh, a couple of decades ago. And now this is um, kind of them, I guess, and somewhat taking a stand, but on the football side of it, like I said, it's an easy move. It's a no brainer for them. So I'm um, happy to see it. Happy to see Mike Tomlin be a part of it too, because over his tenure in Pittsburgh, he's kind of been, you know, people have talked about his lack of diversity at mm -hmm. the coordinator. So um, you got Terrell Austin, the first black coordinator. And now you're going to add B-Flow to the staff. So it's a good look on everybody. And uh, from the football side of it, still has got better. Well, is it safe to say for all three of us right now, I know how I feel. So let me say it to you guys. Do you think he would ever, ever be a head coach in the National Football League again? I think so. I, if you'd asked me yesterday, I would have said hell no, or not yesterday, right. but two day, two three days ago, I would have said hell no, never, uh, never again. But the fact that he's back in the league, um, yeah, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a head coach again. Yeah, and especially you know with you know the the Steelers defense, the run defense was kind of sour last year. So if he's able to come in and and make some some huge improvements to that defense um, as a linebackers coach. I, I see him, you know, Ex having that head. Especially if he can, because Devin Bush, another South Florida kid, he didn't have a great season this year. If B-Flow can come in this year and you get Devin Bush having back to his, because I thought he was on that trajectory of being like an all-pro caliber linebacker, but he took yep. a step back last year. Yeah, I know he did with some injuries and dealt with, you know, the loss of the coach, loss in his life. But um, if he can turn him around, I think, for sure, I think he gets a he gets a, he gets another shot at being a head coach pretty soon. Well, I hope you guys are right. <laughs> I, I feel the opposite. I don't think he will. Only time will tell. But just having this opportunity clearly can show the coach that he is, what type of coach he is. But like you said, if he can kind of change some things around for their defense, that definitely will you know raise some antennas. But we have to wait and see. Let's yeah. transition to an NFC team. You know, uh, both individuals that I'm going to ask you about, you guys are familiar with. Darius, you played with Tom Brady in New England. Yep. A.B., you played under Bruce Arians when he was there in Arizona. What are your yep. thoughts on the reports on how their relationship soared? And do you think there's a chance that TB12 comes back to Tampa? Let's start with you, D.B. Whew, I saw, when I saw the report, uh, I didn't really believe it. But what I'll tell you is, from my experience, Brady and B.A. Uh, B.A. is a great uh, offensive coach. Tom Brady's obviously a great quarterback, but they're very – they approach the game differently. Like, it, Brady is, is – like, everything is super meticulous and very Belichick. Like, Aaron, Arians is a little more laid back, a little more straight to the point, but still a great football mind. So they are very different personalities. So the, the, the reports didn't surprise me, didn't shock me. It may have some truth to them. Uh, but B.A. came out today and refuted him. Uh, but both great, like I said, great coach, great quarterback. Wasn't shocked by the, uh, by the reports. I think, I don't know, that's all I say. Wasn't shocked by the reports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm with you, D-Buck. D um, 
playing on the Arians first in uh in Indy and then going out there to A uh A Z. Um BA can rub you rub some people the 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 wrong way if if you're not used to that, right? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, you know, I was talking to D Butt, and it was just like, you know, growing up, I'm I'm accustomed to having that, you know, the edgy coaching style, you know what I mean? Where um you might have one or two MFs here and there, whatever the case may be. But um, so along with what D Butt was saying, I wasn't surprised by the reports um about just their relationship. But I don't think I'll see I don't think we'll see TB12 back in in, in, in Tampa. Safe to I say that. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I'm but, okay if he comes back because definitely it gives us a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. I'm more of a fan of Tom Brady watching him than playing against him. And, you know, just continuing to add to his legacy is something that, you know, I'm okay in, in watching. But I don't think he will return. But if he comes back, you better believe that storyline, the narrative in the NFC change, changes dramatically if he goes oh, back sure. to Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No I, I don't think we see him back in Tampa. I don't, I don't yeah. think I don't think we see him back. You know, he hung it up. Uh, but yeah, it, they saying San Fran. If he do come back, that'd that'd be crazy. <laughs> that hey, would be. Hey, back speaking, home? Of, speaking of comebacks, any chance we see your form, y'all former teammate Andrew Luck, come back to the league? Very slim, very slim. I would say AB AB shaking his head. He said no. I would say it's a slim chance. I I give it a an eight percent chance right now. Man, Andrew Luck is living life, man. <laughs> Twelve is living life, man. He like yo, I'm health. I'm getting. I'm back healthy. Nah, nah, I don't see it. So he wait, wait, but he's he's been removed. He's been how many years away from the game? But this was his second full year, right? Is that it? It's only been two. I thought it was longer than that. Cause you had you had the no, nah, this had to be this three, I think. This two because they had Phillip and just had Carson. Nah, but the year before that they had Brissett. He oh, retired yeah, right. that third. year, right before that. Oh, yeah, year. yeah, so yeah. I'm with, I'm with A B. He yeah. just finished his third year at the couch at the house, chilling on the couch. He not coming. I don't know, man. I, I'm 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 older than I hope. I'm, the last time the last I spoke time to him, spoke. you know, you if you could tell football was the furthest thing from his mind. But um, you know, who knows? You get that itch, it's still question marks at the position. Uh, I think he is still in India a lot or in that Indy area. So you never know, man. Body might start feeling good again. He might start hitting the weight room. You might see 12 back in there. Man. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. All right. Hey, I tell you this much, they can use him in Indy right now. That's Damn right. They take they drop Carson quick. It don't matter if he was on the couch for four years. They take luck over Carson right now. No question. No question. No question. <laughs> hey, AB. So you, you and I, we shared something in common that we won Super Bowls during our rookie seasons. Uh, what was the most special part of your Super Bowl run? Man, um, that's tough, man. As you know, that it's it's so many. I would say the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I would say the playoffs for us just because um, our run defense was horrible that year. Our run defense was horrible that year. And for some reason, uh, we flipped that switch. We played Kansas City the first game. They had Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson uh, at that time, uh, he was the Russian leader that year. Mm-hmm. And um, we ended up holding them to like 30 some yards rushing that game. Wow. And um and from there, you know, we went to Baltimore, played Steve McNair and the Ravens, man. Um, and obviously that AFC championship game, um, playing 
uh, Brady and, and the New England Patriots. You know, coming back, you know, from I think we, we were down like 20 some points, seven, uh, 17 points. Um, so I would say that that whole playoff, the playoff run was special, man. It's, it's so many other moments I could kind of point to. But that playoff run, man, was, was special for us. I want, I want to ask both of y'all this real quick, because like you said, both of y'all did this in your rookie year. And I know coming in from my rookie year, even though we, might, we lost in the playoffs first, maybe first or second, I can't remember, but that was the longest time. Like you going from your college season, then it's off season, preparing for the draft, you get drafted, preseason, and then the longest football season you've ever had in your life. And y'all went all the way to the big one. So like, what was it, obviously, outside of yourself, but, like, y'all had to have some vets, some leadership. Somebody had to help y'all along the way and get and keep y'all on that track once you hit that Ricky Wall. So, like, who was it? I got to start with you, B-Mac. Who was it for you? Man, it was it was a mental <clears throat> a mental battle because by the end of November, I was kind of in shutdown mode. Mm -hmm. and, and you know anything about National Football League in November, that's when you kick it in high gear if you have any expectations in playing in the playoffs. But for me... It was like, man, like I'm used to season over. The mm -hmm. body started to ache a little more. It started to get cold outside. And, and you guys know about this playing in those type of conditions, even though you might not be participating in those cold elements every day, just waking up in the morning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just just that 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 transition from leaving your house to getting into your car was a battle. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we had a lot of leadership that was uh, a part of our team that kind of kept everybody motivated. But me personally, I was like, man. But then when we got into the playoffs, I got re-energized. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you this much. My second year, we missed the playoffs by one game. That's when Big Ben had the motorcycle accident and everything like that. When we missed the playoffs, I wasn't crying that we missed the playoffs. <laughs> you I ain't cool. gonna lie to you. Yeah. Man, I, I needed a break. Mentally, I needed a break. And uh, physically, I needed a break. So that second year, I was like, man, we ain't making the playoffs, man. I can, I'm okay. I I'm, I want to play in the playoffs, but I ain't really tripping that we ain't make the playoffs either because I needed to break. This trip about yeah. to get booked ASAP. My my first year, man, looking back on a blessing in the skies, right when I'm about to hit that rookie wall, I got injured. I uh, <laughs> had an AC sprain. Had an AC sprain, missed three, miss, missed three weeks. Um, and it's crazy. Bill Pullen came to me and said, Hey, this this is probably good for you. Because mm -hmm. we're gonna have we're gonna have a long run, and sure enough, man, those three weeks I was able to get back, get mentally back, back, you know, uh, get back in a, in a good mental space, man. But for me, man, I, I got that AC sprain and was good money. That's what's up. No question. Question for you both of you guys. I think this is a hot topic. We're gonna talk about this all off season long. Um, who do you believe? What guys do you anticipate seeing becoming the biggest quarterback? You know. Uh, move during this free agents free agency window. You talk about trades. You talk about just being moved. What names do you do you anticipate seeing on potentially playing elsewhere this upcoming season? Let's start with you first, Darius. Man, I would say the biggest name. I think Aaron Rodgers ends up staying in Green Bay, but I think uh, it's going to be Deshaun Watson. I think if his if he can handle his legal stuff. Deshaun Watson would be the biggest, you know, I see his name kind of coming up more and more saying that the, the Texans aren't really changing their stance on what they're, they're asking price, essentially, with those question marks. So I think they know that uh, he'll be able to be moved soon. So I say Deshaun Watson is going to be that biggest quarterback that moves and goes elsewhere. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go Russell Wilson. Mm. Uh, you think Russell go elsewhere? 
I think so. I think so. I think the time in, in Seattle is is up, you know, and obviously, you know, I will say the past two years, um, the teams haven't been been playing really well. Um, on the sideline, you see a lot of you know, back and forth, not really back and forth, but, you know, DK upset, not getting the rock. Uh, I just think, you know, what Russell was able to do in, in Seattle with the Legion of Boom and things, um, it was good. You know, he was able to get him well, he, well, he got one. Yeah. Um, so I think I think Russell might be that big name for me. Man, I I, de I definitely believe it would be great if Russell can play elsewhere. If he has any championship aspirations, he need to leave because I don't see getting it done in that division with San Francisco. Yeah. Regardless yeah. who the quarterback is in San Francisco, that's a team that's right. ready to win right now. Yeah. Uh, we know about the Rams, and you know, hopefully the Cardinals can get healthy along with DeAndre Hopkins. That's more than a serviceable team. But one thing about uh, Deshaun Watson, DB, I like to piggyback on is, and I did this for CBS Sports HQ, I don't think he plays again this year. And the reason mm. why I say that is because his legal situation is still in limbo. And if you look at where we are now in the offseason, we're getting ready to be into March. And with all the accusations that, that that's following him, that's connected to him with so many victims coming out, yeah. how fast can they kind of get things understood, the clarity? Because right now there's no clarity. And if you're a team that's willing to try to make a move with Deshaun Watson, and you know you might have to give up two to three first rounders, but you don't know exactly what his legal situation will be yeah. or the punishment he might receive from the NFL. Because think about this. You remember when Ezekiel Elliott got hit with that suspension and they came out that he was actually innocent? He was clear to everything? Yeah. And that was only one victim. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He got four games for that one victim. We're talking about what 20, 22 victims that have yeah. come out on record saying that something inappropriate happened between him and Deshaun Watson. So I think the fear factor from organizations knowing that if we surrender all of these picks you guys want, and when we get him and now he gets hit with something legally or the NFL comes down with their own punishment, that might be a bit too risky. It, it, you know what? I, I, very, extremely risky because for starters, nice. <laughs> if for starters, these are very serious allegations. And, and serious, you know. Start. Let's start in there. And they'll. Have, but I just think when these when these type of reports start to come out, I just feel like from my experience, like when this smoke is fire, I feel like they may know something that that that's that's leading them to believe that Deshaun will be able to play sooner than later. And we know these these owners and these teams, like morality and morals, that ain't at the top of their list. If you got a quarterback that's a top five quarterback if he's healthy and playing yep. available. We know these, we know these organizations will make that move if it's uh, if it's if they know he's gonna be able to play. So uh obviously, like you said, a lot of question marks there. Potentially he does not play this year. I wouldn't be shocked by that. Uh, but I also wouldn't be shocked to see him suspended for six games and starting for another team in week seven. That's the best case scenario, I think, based on where we are in timing. If he gets hit with a six-game suspension, there's an organization that's going to give them two first-rounders for him. That's what I was yeah. saying. Somebody's yeah. going to roll the dice for sure. Yeah. That's the that's the best-case scenario, six games. Yeah. I mean, even if it's eight games, let's add two more games to that six. I think that's still a good scenario than what it could be because there's 22 victims. Exactly. And we're and we talking uh, – we're just talking strictly from the football, from the organizational yeah. standpoint, from what – at least personally what I've seen – you know, knowing what type of conduct may or may have uh, taken place, you know, off of the field. 
So we just talking from that standpoint, the legal and the accusations, that's a completely different, you know, basket that, you know, I'm not, I don't know enough about it to get into and that'll sort his way out, you know, in the, in the legal and the justice system. But from the football side of things, I wouldn't be shot either way. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he can play. I hope these things can get cleared up. I hope, I hope, I, all I can say, I hope things get cleared up, Yeah, but you know, with this, these allegations, man, and, and and these victims, man, that's not a good situation to be. And then also, too, you got to remember when you he's the face of the franchise because of the position he plays. And you got a Absolutely. lot of people that, you know, that support certain things in in our in our life, in our world. So a lot of organizations understand some of the backlash they might receive. Yep. You know what I mean? Because of what he was associated with if they bring him to this organization. But I hope yeah. I'm wrong because I'm a Deshaun Watson fan. Yeah. But just think about if this man is not able to continue his football career. You talk about a disappointment? Oh, man. Yeah. It'll be tough. And, and, and you know, those, like I said, those serious allegations. So if it's truth to him, if he go, you know, if the legal process played out, whatever, that that's a part of. You got to live with that. I'm definitely not, you know. But if, if it, on the other side of that, if it's not much truth to him or if it plays out a different way, I think he should be afforded the right to uh, continue his career. So we'll yeah. see how it plays out. No question. No Time question. will tell. Time will twel- tell. Antoine, our Viking audience definitely will appreciate this question for you. But you spent one season playing under Ed Donatel in San Francisco. Of course, you yeah. know, he's a new D.C. for the Vikings. What were your impressions during that time uh, of Coach Donatel? And, you know, what are your expectations from him now knowing that he's the D.C. for the Vikings? Man, I love Ed, man. Ed was, um, as 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 we all were DBs, man, um, a DB coach we all would appreciate, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to give you um, what you need to know, but then he's going to let you go out there and, and be your own player. And that's one thing that I always appreciate about, uh, about Ed, man. So obviously with him under Vic Fangio's system, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be running running the three four, mm-hmm. um, and it's and, and 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 for me just as a safety, it's a, a a a system a safety wants to play in, right? Yeah. So you can get you gonna try to have your front seven as stout as possible, um, and then let your DBs go out there and make plays, man. So uh, a smart coach, a family oriented guy, man, um, and a people's person. So. Uh, the Vikings, man, they got a hell of a coach, hell of a DC. Well, I know Viking fans definitely they're gonna love that. And I can tell you this much: Kevin O'Connell, he's putting together a pretty nice staff. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think I'm not sure if Kevin and yeah, yeah, there was yeah, there was in San Fran, it was in all in San Fran together. Okay, yeah, I, fly, yeah. I played with uh, Kevin in um in New England my rookie year. I think I believe he was in, he was there in New England. Okay, yeah. what was his role then? Your rookie year, you remember? I think it was a. Maybe in a third string back quarterback. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was drafted. He was like he was drafted. Yeah, in like third or fourth round, right? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, because we we got Hoyer that year too. Me and him in the yeah. same draft class, and you had Brady, yeah. and I think O'Connell was the other quarterback. I think. I yeah, man. Research, so, man, that, well, I'm thinking about it. It's uh, San Fran all in that building over there in Minnesota right now. <laughs> Yeah, GM, the GM yeah. spent time in San Yeah, you know that's how usually that's how it happens. You know, relationship they're familiar with, they come bring them aboard when they get an opportunity. Y'all know yeah. that's exactly why we see some of the same faces in different places. Yes, yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah. So before we guys, before we let you guys go, we're going to transition to the superlative part of our show. 
I'm gonna hit you with a few rapid fire questions. We want your honest, unbiased answer. All right. This is this is okay, good. I love this first one. First one we got for you, for both of you guys. AB, you can take it first. Favorite DBs you love to watch in the NFL right now? They could be safety, it could be corner, it can be nickel. Ooh. But AB, who is that one guy you love watching? Put in work. Buda Baker. Buda Baker. Buda Baker. That heat seeking missile. Buda Baker. Tell, tell us why. Why are you a Buda Baker fan? Oh, for one, man, you know, um, like you said, the way he plays the game and you look at him, size, stature, you wouldn't think it's a lot, but just the way his mentality, the way he plays the game, he plays the position, that's the way it's supposed to be played. Obviously, man, um, you know, draft him in Arizona, uh, his rookie year, and I was, you know, we was on the um, on the team together, but plays the game, plays the plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. Okay, there is who you got. Uh, this might catch the people off guard. Really like Kenny. I love what Kenny Moore does in the slot on an in on the outside, but um. I'm going to go Casey Hayward, man. Casey Hayward played uh, last year in, in Vegas with the Raiders. But technician, man. I love technician. It's somebody that go about their business week in and week out. Kind of flies under the radar as far as on the on the big scene. But if you watch him play, he's been, he been consistent from the start of his career. So I go Casey Hayward. I like that. I like that. I think he's going to definitely be a big-time addition to a playoff caliber team. Yep. Uh, this year with how well he played for the Raiders. So we have to the wait. Col hey, the Colts, man. We got Gus Bradley. Hopefully, Casey, oh, yeah. you know, follow yeah. him over there. Yeah. We, need, we need a corner out there. You definitely do. You definitely do. All right. Most talented teammate you ever played with. Who you got, DB? Ooh. Talented. Most talented teammate. I got to go Randy. Randy Moss. I played with Randy Moss. And, like, oh, even yeah. he was – he wasn't a 28-year-old Randy Moss, but even still, he the stuff he did in practice and stuff, I saw him doing games. That That's just some some stuff you see that's just different than anybody else you've seen. So I go Randy Moss. What was one of the freakish things you you you, you saw Moss do, either in practice or a game? You was like... <sighs> it, was just, it, it just became like, you know how you're around some of those people, whether it's basketball, quarterbacks, whatever, where... They just routinely do things that you haven't seen anybody else do. So I can't even point to one thing. It was just like every week you'll just see him do something and we'll just kind of look at each other like, like, you know, that's that's who he is. That's why he is. So I can't even point to uh to one play specifically, but actually one play in against the Jets, against Revis. That that deep, that big post. He, his hand he just caught it one hand and did it and it just stuck in that hand. Yeah. Like that, yeah, that, that was one of the moments that sticks out for sure. Antoine, who you got? Man, this name might surprise y'all, but Brandon Lloyd. Oh, don't surprise me. Hey, <laughs> B. Lloyd, B. Lloyd, and I'm just tell the listeners, man, y'all go type his name in um, in the Google search, and y'all just sit back and watch the highlight film with them catches that he made. Bro, like something crazy and then we used to work out together in arizona man and just seeing some of the things that he could do in the weight room and then they trans you know transfer over to the field yeah like amazing athlete amazing yeah that, that, that was underappreciated wide receivers in the history of the game he was catching passes like obj is catching for obj R routine though just just routine Facts. yeah routine yeah. he was special he 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 made me touch canvas when we saw. I got the ultimate respect for him. <laughs> Man, this dude hit, he broke, I don't know how, like he put his foot in the ground and went so low. I'm like, it's no way. I said, yeah. oh my God. And his toe tap was mean too. He always got both in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was slept on for sure. No question. 
this last question, I kind of think I know the answer to for both of y'all, but I want to hear what you got to say. Best coach you ever played for? Oh, yeah, I know. I know AB. And you know mine, Belichick. Played with Belichick. I drafted by him. Played there two years. And if I'm talking football, thinking football, I'm using something that I learned from him, uh, you know, the whole way through. So Belichick, easily. Coach Dodgy for me, man, just the way he approached the game, um, the way he approached, you know, his coaches, his players, everybody that was around him, um, you know, his mannerisms, man. It was just one of them things I think I was – it might have hindered me in my career because, you know, what, coming into this thing as a rookie, I'm like, oh, this is what a head coach is supposed to be. So, obviously, yeah. throughout my career, I'm trying to, you know, size all my head coaches up to Coach Dungeon, which was – you know, tough to do, but yeah, you know, cool you, uh, by far for me. <clears throat> That's what I I expected to hear. Two outstanding legends, uh, yeah. two of the greatest to ever do it. So no surprise there. But I can tell you this much, man. This was a great conversation with two outstanding men, high character guys, great football minds. Nine year NFL pro Darius Butler, fourteen year NFL pro and Super Bowl champion Antoine Bethea, representing HBCU by the way. Represent, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Represent HBCU by HBCU, by the way. Like I said, man, for our listeners and our viewers tuning in right now, the Man to Man podcast is available on podcast platforms, but you can also watch them visually. They have their own YouTube channel. Please give them a follow on Twitter and Instagram. It's the Man to Man Pod. Man, two outstanding individuals. DBAB, thank you for joining us here. All things covered. Man, great conversation. I appreciate you. Appreciate man. you for having us, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!